Hello, healthy, happy FI Europeans. Today we reach out once again to the other end of the world. We have Ben from bluedollarbull.com in our podcast to talk about how to improve your career through specialization. So that means when and how to specialize, build wealth, leveraging your skills and how to use diversification to protect the assets once you accumulated them. Ben shares a lot of practical examples, so I think there's a lot of insights and hands-on knowledge for you in this episode. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matthias. Hello, Fire Europe listeners. Today we have a guest that you already know, Ben from Blue Dollar Bull. Last episode, we talked about family legacy and reaching financial independence, not just for yourself, but also for your family, which I really loved that topic and that idea. So uh, we loved it so much, we decided to have him on again, because it's our own podcast and we can do whatever we want, which is really great. And today we'll be talking about career specialization and building wealth through your career, which I personally am very interested in too. So without further ado, first of all, I'll say actually, hello to Matthias. Hey, Matthias. Hello, co-host. everyone. Hello. And Ben, Hello. Hello. Great to have you on again. That's great to be back. For those who have not, uh, who might have not heard your previous episode, could you give us a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, uh, and all that jazz? Yeah, well, um, my name's Ben. I'm a 29-year-old living in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I'm an investor and a business owner. I have an electrical contracting company um, where I specialize in industrial machinery, um, in particular in the print industry. Nice. And so today, as I said before, we're going to talk about career specialization. And you you recently published a video on your YouTube channel on why why specialization is a great way to build wealth. So could you kind of explain that idea and why is it that, you know, career is such a great way to build wealth? I'm a firm believer in the fact that if you want to make a fortune, you specialize. And if you want to protect that fortune, you diversify. If you look at anybody in the past who's sort of built a vast amount of wealth, they've typically done so on the back of being a specialist, even if that later means that they've diversified um, in either their skills or their um, their portfolio, um, just to protect the wealth that they have built. So I'd like to use Warren Buffett as an example. While he currently has a diversified portfolio, um, he is actually a master at identifying underperforming companies. And a lot of the wealth that he initially built came from first doing cigarette butt investing, where he found undervalued companies and pretty much milked them for every cent they were worth. And um, later he got into restructuring businesses and that's um, actually what happened with Berkshire Hathaway where he it was originally a textile company and now it's an investment company. You can also look at Thomas Edison um, who was a great inventor but he was also a great business person and he knew how to identify the right people and put them in the right place. Uh, he, you know, his greatest invention was applying the principles of mass production to, uh, uh, to like a team um, and the invention process which let specialists work together to create even greater inventions. And you can see the same thing in any big family name like the Rothschilds, Waltons, Ford family, Rockefellers. Basically, you just want to be the person who is good or the best at what they do and can charge what they want instead of being the guy who's average at a lot of things and just has to take what they can get. Interesting. And um, before going forward, what does career specialization exactly mean? Because, I mean, it could be, yeah, getting very good at something, but as an employee or as a business owner, like what is your definition of career specialization? It can mean... A few things, but essentially it means being great at something or building something that is great. Um, it might mean that you work towards a career um, or like a job. Um, you start off as like a trade assistant and then you become a fitter turner, then a welder, and then eventually a specialized underwater welder. 
And that mean you go from uh, being a general engineer to an astro engineer. And like Warren Buffett, it might be good. I mean, you get good at identifying and adding value to a particular kind of investment or business, um, or even in property. If you look at somebody like Ben Meller, um, who's quite a prominent uh, property investor in Florida, he's really good at identifying particular types of property and adding value to them and flipping them. It could mean it could even mean like a, something like a sport. Um, like all the great athletes are typically good at one sport, but if they try to make the transition to something else, um, like Michael Jordan did with um, from basketball to baseball. They're typically not as good, and um, you know they've obviously built their their career on the back of being specialised in something else, and it's it's kind of hard to pivot in, in some ways. But I'll, I'll get into that a little later, I think. But you don't just have to focus on an individual or single thing. Um, if you have a diverse set of skills that align to a common goal, like being great at management and, and gardening and organisation, for example, it might mean you can start a plant nursery business, which is something that could earn potentially more than any of those other skills could on their own. Right, um, so it's not just bas- specializing. Sorry, it's just not. It's not just specializing in a career. It's also a skill, right? That could be. A yeah, career. yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily um, just to to working towards a, a um, an, an end position in a job or a company. You know, it's building a, a skill or a set of skills that uh, you can leverage into either greater earning potential or developing something that is bigger than yourself, building a legacy essentially. Okay, so uh, that's interesting. Uh, so. I mean, from my point of view, uh, and we've talked about this before offline, um, it makes complete sense to specialize in a certain skill set. But when you're starting out, obviously, you're not exactly sure what to specialize in. So what would you recommend? I mean, it doesn't even have to be someone who's young, just someone who's any age. And they're like, okay, well, now I need to specialize. What advice would you give them? How do you find out what you need to specialize in? Uh, well, you wrote a pretty good article, I think, about building career capital. And I think that's a really good place to start. It's just sort of being open-minded and willing to try and explore new things and, and sort of um, put yourself out there a little bit. And um, that, that way you're exposing yourself to a lot of different fields and you're um, opening up possibilities to enter new fields as well. Um, like if you always stayed as a um, grocery stacker while you, um, or grocery store stacker while you were dreaming of being a, a biologist, you're never going to know. So you've really got to put yourself out there and expose yourself to a whole bunch of different things until you find something that gels well with you or, or that you can see yourself um, becoming great at. Okay, so exposure, is that what you're saying? And yeah, what I call it, it career in, in testing. A word, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or text, testing different things and then you're like, oh, I really like this. I'm actually, I might specialize in this. And then you figure it out. That's cool. Uh, and if we go on more to the details of how exactly specialization builds wealth, what do you think are the main factors? Is it uh, a degree or is it more experience or is it what links specialization to building or making money, let's just say? it's um, I suppose it's easier to be great at one or just a select few of things than being great at hundreds of things. And as a result, because you're more specialized and able to accomplish more or at least go further in a particular field, then you're able to charge more for the skill accordingly. And if you're more interested in something like um, entrepreneurship or business, um, you really need to stand out and do something differently, or at least do it really well to get a foothold. And that requires specialization to do so. I mean, if you went up against um, Evernote, if you're familiar with the app, then um, you're going to either have to do something better than Evernote does or something very different to what they do um, if you want to compete with, with a large business like that. And what's on my mind is, uh, for example, if you're a kind of expert, I was thinking that there's some somehow an end to your career. For example, you you started as a developer and then you are a senior developer and then you might become a lead developer, but that's kind of the end. I, I'm I'm feeling um, can also um, a specialize an expert can an expert also become a leader or what's behind or beyond 
being a um, senior expert, for example, is there any possibility to to grow further? It comes down to having a combination of skills as well. Um, I do want to stress the fact that I'm not saying that you just go and focus on one single thing necessarily. Um, whilst that can work for a lot of people, if you're interested in business or taking your career in a different direction, it really pays to build uh, more meta skills, you know, like speaking in public and writing and marketing. You really can't ignore those sort of things. So they, they can be specializations in themselves, I suppose, but um, they they really are just sort of a broad range of skills. Like leadership is, a, is more of a meta skill that can be applied to a bunch of different things. But in saying that, if you're chasing a career and you were to become uh, a lead developer, then, you know, obviously having the leadership skills to, to either become a team leader or something like that, or building your marketing ability or your um, ability to identify opportunities or, or gaps in the market would help you start a business. And that's just, and like I was saying earlier, having a diverse set of skills that work towards a common goal that are going to sort of allow you to propel, I suppose you could still call it your career, but, but your, you know, your specialization further. Mm. And uh, so you would say you then when you are an expert, you have to acquire some new skills to to ex, um, expand further. And for example, and you also talked about this combination of skills. For example, um, in the podcast, we know a lot or just a little bit <laughs> about investments. And, and now we're combining the skills of um, digital marketing, of web developing, of, of editing towards a goal. Um, like doing a podcast, so we uh, we have a kind of different different skills and mastered them, and now we're doing the com by by combining them, we have kind of product or service we can offer like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and hit the nail on the head there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, as I'm kind of expert um, or senior expert, you would recommend to me that I would acquire some skills like speaking, what I'm currently doing, um, marketing and so on. So, okay, that would be my next step to acquire some of these skills. And in terms of investment, uh, investments, would you say, so I'm, I'm good in stocks. Would you also recommend uh, me to um, expand further into real estate or would you say stick with, stick with the stocks and just buy real estate ETF or what would be your strategy on this? It really depends on what your wealth building goals are. Um, like if you're going to um, use your, like a business or something to build the core of your wealth, then that, um, but your best to make that business your wealth generating machine and then diversify it into different asset classes in order to protect that wealth. But if you were going to um, generate, or you planned on generating more wealth from your investing, then you would pretty much, it's pretty much going to be more beneficial to you to get good at a particular investment class or investment category. So whether you're just really good at you know, rural investments and you can um, either buy either in stocks or, or maybe you're good at purchasing raw land um, or you get good at real estate, um, rather than owning one industrial warehouse and one house, you'd probably be better at getting really good at um, either one or the other. Um, so you are aware of the market, you're aware of what improvements you can make, you know what kind of tenants to put in there. And depending on how far you want to get down to it, you might even wind up following down the house path. You might wind up only buying houses in a particular area because you know exactly what it takes to improve the value of them. But if you're going to diversify because you might be worried the, the housing market in that area is going to plummet or you might not gentrify the way you think it is, then you'd spread it out across different areas. But because you don't have that broad, oh, sorry, that um, focused knowledge um, in, the, in a particular area, you're not able to identify as many opportunities and therefore not able to capitalize on them. So uh, jumping back to what I originally said, um, it's it's really just down to what your wealth building goals are. So for most people, they're not going to be the next Warren Buffett um, unless they really put a lot of, of, of work into being that. 
so they're better off to diversify their investments and get really good at what generates the bulk of their wealth, whether it's their job or their business. So you said first, maybe if you want to focus on your business, then first focus on your on the business. And um, so you can't do everything at the same time. So being an expert in real estate and growing the business at the same time. So that's, um, so you would say that is um, not a good strategy. So f just focus on being expert in like real estate or in, in the business. Well, it depends on what your business is going to be. If you're if you want to get into the business of real estate, then you need to specialize into that. But if you're going to take the wealth that you're building from your existing business and put it into real estate and mm. turn your existing business into your core wealth generator, then you're better off to focus in on your business and then diversify the wealth in real estate. Because investing in real estate is a, a full time gig. It's very very involved. It'd be very challenging. Yeah. Hmm. I think so a lot of people maybe it could that. be yeah, could be a solution that you focus on your business and then have people that manage the real estate for you or diversify in in different areas or yeah just yeah like it's time that. management it's just down to where you think your time is best spent and where your skills are best applied. Hmm. Yeah, it's just because many people are like employee and they earn their money in their job and they could use their salary to take loan and leverage it and put some money into the real estate, but then they have no time anymore to focus on, on, on real estate and to, to make it a good investment. So that's a yeah. kind of tricky situation. Yeah, it's almost. a whole different discussion, I think. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you can't have more than one specialization. All the properties that mm -hmm. I built or bought, sorry, when I was building my investment portfolio were typically focused in one area because I knew the area, I knew what kind of tenants to put in there, I knew what improvements to make, I knew what the value of properties were and what they were going to rent for. So you don't just have to you know, focus in on your career. I think one of the advantages of having a job is that it doesn't have to be your life. Unlike with a business where um, you know, it typically absorbs a lot more of your time than um, you know, working a nine to five or a seven to six, as most people do. Okay. Yeah, I, I really like this. And it's um, the message is quite similar to the book uh, Essentialism. Have you heard of the book? I don't know. Uh, I've heard of the book, Greg but yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically it well, that's basically what he says. You know, uh, essentialism is about you know figuring out what's important and then you know keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Uh, and this is what you're saying. If you if you keep your specialization the main thing, you get better at it, and this this is like a snowball, and and eventually um, it gets bigger and bigger, and that's that's what generates wealth. Uh, and he also says something else, which is very interesting, and is then. And it's also kind of what you're saying, which is some things are so important in life that, you know, just figuring them out pays off uh, 10 times more. Because if you figure out what you're good at, what you like even, and you specialize in that, I mean, the wealth that you build is, is yeah, you can't compare that. So I, I like, uh, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting message what you're saying. A little question that I have is, what if the market is already saturated? I think many could say uh, maybe, I don't know about doctors, but maybe architects, for example, It's, I wouldn't say they're oversaturated with architects, but there's a lot of them. How do you deal if you're, what do you do if your specialization is like saturated? Or would you recommend someone specialize into something that isn't so popular? Because then you have a higher chance of becoming an expert. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really just going to depend on your market as well. I think um, like if you are entering into a saturated market, if you have a, a specialization that's different, like you might be an architect that specializes in a particular, I don't know anything about architecture, so forgive me here, but you might be an architect who specializes in, in, in building hobbit houses or something um, versus an architect who just does generic, you know, run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter homes. So that, that would be the way that you could differentiate yourself. It's either that or you're going to have to set yourself up so that you can pivot it, um, pivot your specialization, what it means for an architect, I'm not exactly sure. 
But um, it also, you know, having a specialization also means that you can pivot into, say, um, if you were a plumber, which is something a bit more familiar with, you could you could pivot that into a plumbing supply business, or you might be a, a sales manager for a plumbing company if you couple that with a meta skill like marketing and sales, for example. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. And it, com- where it comes back kind of to what I was saying before, which is that if you take the time to figure out a specialization that, if you really take the time to figure it out and figure out a specialization, specialization that you could do, and that you could succeed in, then maybe that's all. I mean, would you recommend someone to figure it out and try and uh, something really niche or to try and be the best at something that, you know, is already quite like best doctor in the world or best architect or best plumber in the world? Isn't it much harder to be the best plumber in the world than to be the best plumber supply marketing business? Yeah, well, that's a very good point. Yeah, it would, it would be incredibly more challenging to become the best doctor, for example. But um, it doesn't mean that there's only one single position to become the best doctor. And maybe you don't even need to necessarily be the best at what you do, because that's, you know, I'm not saying don't strive for that, but it, it is a limited goal, I suppose. So it's like in, in, in employment, you know, there's only one big boss, and that's kind of the limit of your career. Um, and it's the same if you were just to, to chase that one thing. So I think you you can't really be afraid to to pivot and and, and sort of redirect yourself if you feel you need to. Um, and I mean, if you're in, in your twenties like you are, then you know, you're probably not going to figure out what it is you want to do until um, you know you're at least twenty five or something like that. And um, from my experience, so yeah, it's really just down to um, not not being afraid to to change and and not necessarily not that I'm afraid of commitment or saying that anybody should be, but um, you know you don't necessarily have to commit to something that you've already set out to be. If you find you know it's not working for you or you find that the opportunities are limited, you can always take a step back and, and whether it's further down that career line or further down that skill line and, and you know change direction or you you take what you do know and combine it with something else. Um, like I have heard of a it was a, a motorcycle mechanic actually and he wanted to start a home business. So he set up a, a workshop of his own. And I think he went up hiring a couple of people, but that's not really the point I'm trying to make. He got good at video editing and, and audio editing and, and you know, set up his workshop to be, um, I don't know what you call it, actually. I'm going to sound, sound silly, but he, he set it up so it was um, you know, a good conductor of, of audio. And um, he wound up making YouTube videos and built it into a, a proper business where he would, every, every uh, motorbike that came, um, he would repair it and put that video of what he did to repair it up on YouTube and eventually wound up having courses and having sponsors. And so he was making revenue on one side with his very specialized skill, but he was combining it with another specialization to build a very, very specialized business. That's very cool. So basically you're saying you can get very specialized in something and then build those meta skills on the side. And then you're ultra specialized in something that, you know, someone might not even, I've never heard of a motorcycle videographer before. So I mean, I don't know, but he's probably not the best motorcycle repair person in the world, but he's probably mm. the best motorcycle repair channel, which is, you know, something yeah. that is, is rather unique out there, I suppose. Very cool. And and just to give the audience a bit of an idea or the listeners a bit of an idea, uh, what are some examples of meta skills? I know it's writing, marketing, anything else you've got in mind? Podcasting is another one, I guess. I suppose podcasting is more of a combination of a few few different meta skills. Mm. But yeah, it's like, um, like you said, writing, speaking, marketing, um, math, being good at literacy. I suppose it comes under writing, but kind of a little bit different. And even, even fitness, um, you know, your general fitness is another probably meta skill. And they're all, you know, all equally, if not um, you know, some, depending on what you want to do, um, you know, weighted in different areas, but they're all very, very important. You know, if you want to be a great um, composer, there's there's actually math that can apply, apply to that, I suppose. I don't really know what I'm saying here, but 
um, you know, and, and public speaking comes into leadership skills and then leadership skills come to public speaking. So they all kind of cross over as well. But yeah, I think, I think developing these meta skills in particular, lead, leadership skills are, are really important for anybody who's looking to build career capital or, or pursue their specialization in career because eventually you're going to hit that limit. And the only way to scale is going to be either to build a business in that, which requires leadership, or to lead a team, which also obviously requires leadership. Yeah, some other meta skills I might add would be designing some simple, yeah, like, uh, for example, easy go on Canva and design a nice cover for your, I don't know, video, for example. That's another meta skill. Another one I would add is basic programming, you know, HTML and CSS, nothing like markup language. That's not even programming. I might even add translation if you uh, speak several languages and teaching, I think, is a good meta skill because. Good, yeah, well, very good additions. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, whether it's blogging, podcasting, in a way, we're kind of teaching others. So I think that's another cool meta skill. Yes. What I'm curious about is how people can put that into uh, production, what's the, what they learned now. So they learned about, um, okay, I need to build uh, specialized skills. Okay, then I need meta skills and um, then some leadership skills. Maybe that's also something you do about uh, a very long time frame, maybe 10 years or five years, 10 years, 15 years. Uh, how do people know that they're on the right track? Um, because I mean, sometimes people are struggling, they're questioning, is it the right thing? Maybe sometimes um, things, projects, don't work out and they're questioning themselves if they are really good in it. Is there a playbook or a framework or a specialization canvas? Um, any any steps people should should do to have their have a strategy and execute on that over a long time frame? That's a big question, I know. Like yeah, it's, a very, it's, a, yeah, it's a very broad <laughs> question. But, uh, I don't think you're, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I don't think you're ever going to really know if what you're doing is the right thing. Um, I think that's true for just about anything out there. It's really just going to be down to trying things and not being afraid to change it if it isn't working. But I can assure you that if you're not trying anything and not doing anything, then you're never going to find what it is that you want to do or, that, or what you should specialize in. Okay, so a little bit like Napoleon Hill says, um, believe in yourself, have your broad vision in mind, um, be able to fail and, and just start doing it and um, yeah, try and fail. And having, I think having a broad picture or a vision of, of yourself is, is quite good, but also being able to adapt if it's not, not if, it's done, if it doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that book's like nearly 80 years old now, I think, and it, you know, it's, still, it's still true today. Yeah. yeah, not being afraid to fail is probably the best way to sum it up. Yeah, so I can I can tell you that I'm not afraid. <laughs> Doing it <daily. laughs> We've talked quite a lot about, okay, figuring out what to specialize in and uh, then specializing. But of course, the second part of that is diversification. You say that you need to diversify to keep that wealth. What does diversify mean? Okay, we understand what diversifying means in terms of ETFs and investing, but how do you diversify in terms of, keeping your your skills is that what you mean by meta skills or yeah what does diversification exactly mean when you're when you say that well mostly in terms of diversification i'm talking about um at least in that video i'm talking about investing but um you can also diversify your skills to protect your capacity to build wealth and so if you for example um were only good at i'm just gonna pick something random here accounting and then suddenly somebody invented an um, ai that could just do all accounting, figure out all the tax laws, every loophole, then you're going to be out of a job pretty quick. Um, so having more than one skill set is going to help protect your capacity to build wealth. 
So it can really help to you know, obviously have a broad set of skills. And meta skills do stand um, or do step in there. But um, and you know, writing about accounting might be something in the future. But I mean, we're getting writing uh, AI algorithms now, which is kind of scary. Um, I think we might all all be out of work soon. But uh, you know, it's a uh, it's it's um, what am I saying here? Uh, it can also help to um, have a diverse um, set of knowledge and your spe- uh, outside of your specialization. Um, so you can actually pull different information in to um, to whatever specialization it is. So um, I might I'll use myself as, as an example here. I was working on a machine a few years ago, and they were having a problem where every now and then a, a particular part on this machine would blow. And no, we couldn't figure it out for a long time. And then suddenly it occurred to me that um, hydraulic oil reacts with the uh, material the cables are made out of. And um, was actually making, there was actually a hydraulic leak that was leaking on a bundle of cables. And where the hydraulic oil was sitting in the middle of it was causing it to all go brittle. And then when this machine would move, it would blow occasionally because it was shorting out the wire. Um, so that would be an example of how a diverse diversification in knowledge helped me in my specialization to solve a problem that you know, would have been incredibly, well, I suppose it was difficult to figure out, not, um, not blowing my own horn or anything, but um, you know, it would have been otherwise probably impossible to figure out if you didn't understand that um, that aspect of, I mean, I'm not a chemist or anything, but I, I at least understood that about um, you know, on a basic level of chemistry to be able to solve the issue um, in that particular circumstance. Yeah, that's very cool. So uh, yeah, specialize in skills and then protect your skill set, which is an interesting concept, protecting your skill set. But it's true, if AI is coming along and taking our jobs, then yeah, it's protected by diversifying. I really like that idea. So yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. So you, you already mentioned um, so what, what you are specialized in, but can you give us a little bit more examples how it helped you to build your wealth over time? The, okay, um, well, the core of my specialization is in my electrical trade. Um, Mm -hmm. I was trained by my father, who um, does uh, industrial work, Um, but I specialized further after I was given an opportunity to take uh, uh, quite a demanding role with a particular employer who I won't name. Um, But I was working about about 120 hours a week at one point, um, which gave me a huge amount of exposure to take a lot of opportunities and um, learn a lot of different, um, learn about a a lot of different machines. But in particular, um, I was learning a lot about print machinery um, at one of these plants that I was doing shift work at. Um, and so while I was there in my downtime, I was able to um, get into what are called um, PLCs or programmable logic controllers, which are basically like um, brains that operate machinery, um, for lack of a, a simpler explanation. Um, and so I taught myself how to program and, and, and read the, you know, obviously fault find with them and stuff like that. Um, and then when I um, had you know, built the specialization, was able to demand more for my um, for my hourly rate, and I was working 120 hours a week at the time, um, I was able to build up a significant amount of wealth that let me, um, you know, for, for somebody in their early 20s anyway, I suppose. Um, and then I used the wealth that I built there to build an investment portfolio that had aspects of specialization in it. Um, so I had a property portfolio of eight rentals, um, five, five of which seven of which were in um, a particular area um, that I was familiar with. I knew how to add value. I knew, how, knew what the yield should be. I knew how to manage the tenants. Um, I knew the property manager in the area, so I was able to negotiate a better deal. Um, and I also had a, um, a hand-picked stock portfolio, which I specialized um, a little bit on. Um, so I knew quite a bit about um, the, the like rural investments. So I made investments into kiwi fruit orchards, apple orchards, and avocado orchards. Um, which I did quite well out of. And by doing this, I was able to build enough wealth to leave my job at 25. 
Um, and then I got to seven figures of net worth by 26 um, from leveraging all the specialization. Um, then I took a couple of years off to uh, try a few different things um, out, you know, just because it's something that I've always wanted to do and try and build a couple of little businesses and stuff like that. Um, but then I leveraged those skills I learned from building a business and, and marketing and stuff like that to um, go back into my trade um, and build more on the programming and automation knowledge that I had. And then I created a six-figure-a-year part-time business, um, which really suits me because it lets me do things like raise my family, continue investing, and obviously do my blog and YouTube and other you know, diverse things that I enjoy to do, you know, doing to build residual income, I suppose. Nice. That's a very inspiring story. You started really young, and uh, now at 29, you're already uh, moving forward. Well, moving everywhere. Well, I I, always, when you say you're more... Yeah, we can't go back. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, would you say that you're you mean, still yeah. specializing, or are you are you are you in your specialization phase or in your diversification phase? You'd say I'm definitely specializing more into print machinery now. Um, I've built um, connections in the industries that I work in um, to get better at specifically print machinery. Um, there's a couple of reasons for this. First of all, um, without getting too into it, I suppose um, a lot. There's a lot of um, a lot of downsides I see to the New Zealand economy moving forward, and it's going to be uh, it's going to impact the manufacturing sector uh, quite significantly. Um, so if I were to go into uh, more manufacturing based equipment, then I can't help but feel that that would impact my income. Um, so um, print is something that's typically short turnaround. It um, is better to be produced locally. Um, we have uh, an okay timber industry here. Um, we have paper to print on and everything like that. Plus our wine industry is quite um, quite prominent and, and still growing down here, especially in the Marlborough region. Um, so there's a lot of money um, being pumped into print at the moment, as evident by two of the largest print companies in the world opening up plants here in Auckland. Um, so I've decided to go down more of that path and learn more about print machinery, uh, how to repair it, uh, how to diagnose faults on it, um, but without going too far down one particular line of machines, um, which I was offered the opportunity to do. Um, and it was going to cost me quite a bit to to go and specialize into these machines, but there are only three in the country. So if I'm just focused on repairing three machines, I'd probably only have maybe 10 hours of work a year um, because all of these machines are brand new and brand new machines very rarely break down. Yeah. And, and uh, just a, a bit of a quick summary. Can you tell us some ways that you're diversifying or protecting those skills i mean in terms of uh, you could tell us a bit about your your videos and your and your blog for example what are some ways that you're protecting some meta skills that you're developing to protect your those skills that you've got uh, well in general i'm just trying to get um, better at business as a on the whole um, and i'm also considering starting another small business that isn't youtube or, or anything related to what i do online but other than that i um, do enjoy writing though i have been neglecting that a little bit lately um, but I think writing is an incredibly important skill, whether you plan on making an income off it or not. Um, I think it's really good just to put your ideas out into the universe and try and articulate them in a way that is communicable to people. And also, obviously, I have my YouTube channel, um, which I'm really enjoying. And that's unrelated to electrical at all. But I'm trying to share the knowledge that I have built um, you know, throughout my life and, and you know, how I've built my wealth and how I am building investments and how I am um, trying to build a family um, or an old bunny family, as I like to call it. Um, or an, an, a generational wealth family, depending on you know how, what kind of mood I'm in. But I'm also building a an investment portfolio at the moment, um, or continuing to build it, and I'm not afraid to adapt my portfolio as well. And so I've actually been downsizing my rental portfolio, and I've used that some of that money to pay down my mortgage. Um, and I've also um, gone heavier into stocks in some particular areas, um, you know, rural and a little bit of retail. 
Um, and at the moment, I am building a REIT or real estate investment trust portfolio um, to protect some of the wealth that I have accumulated from selling the most recent house. And um, I'm going to be turning that into more um, income, which I'm going to recycle back into the portfolio and, and let that continue to grow over a few years. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Well, uh, for this reason, I urge listeners to check out Ben's blog and Ben's uh, YouTube channel. It's really, really cool stuff that you're doing. So we'll link that in the notes. Thank you. So we should, I think, move on to our final questions. Uh, Matthias, do you want to start? Of course, of course. So um, where can people find you online? Uh, I think some people know already, but you can um, just for the new ones, just tell again. Is there a, well, I have, a YouTube channel oh, or is a web? How, what's what's the what's the address of the website and the YouTube channel, for example? Uh, yeah, well, my blog or website is uh, bluedollarbull.com, um, all one word. And I write about wealth building, investing, and other similar topics. And I also add a dash of family empire building, which is my passion. I'm really interested in building generational wealth, and I'm focusing on building my specialization and creating video content. Um, so for the most part, um, as of late, you'll be able to find me on YouTube. And just to make it easy for everyone, you can go to bluedollarbull.com slash YT, or you can just type in Blue Dollar Bull on YouTube and you should be able to find me. Nice. Uh, question number two, we asked you this already in the last interview, but uh, time to find a new answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is one resource not well known that you would recommend to others? A different one to the last one. Maybe one on specialization and so on. Yeah. Oh, come on. I already had one that I wanted to plug. I don't know. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, it doesn't have all to right, be special. Right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I'm going to um, plug my friend on YouTube, uh, Kenny Robinson. He has a really good channel, um, particularly focused on investing advice. Um, he does have a bit of advice for newcomers, but he also adds quite a lot of um, you know, more more specialized, I guess, um, uh, information for more seasoned veterans in the investing game. So I think you know, Kenny Robinson is a really, really good resource. Sweet. We'll add them in the show notes. Yeah. And one actionable tip for someone who just gets started on their path to FI. Different one? <laughs> yeah, I've got a different one. Yep, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody got rich by putting in the minimum effort. You don't want to be the person who has to take what they can get. You want to build a skill or a business that people want or need and make sure you create a barrier to entry to keep your pricing at a premium and your competition at a minimum. And that way you'll be able to build true wealth. Then once you've built the specialization, you want to put the wealth into a portfolio of diversified assets to protect it and let it work for you and your family. Like Warren, wow. like Warren Buffett did. For mini Warren I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this guy memorized it. No, no, no. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> Still, sounds very, it's very impressive. Well, Ben, uh, that's all for today. Great conversation talking about specialization. I think this is really useful to listeners because, well, it's very useful to me too, because gives you a bit of an idea, you know, what, what really should I be doing with my career to, to build more wealth. So thank you very much, Ben. And no problem. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Sure thing. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books, and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.